0: Good morning. Good morning. We are glad you're here today. It's a beautiful day. We're thankful for the many blessings that we enjoy. This is Fourth of July week. If you're traveling, we pray that God will bless you with a safe journey wherever you may be headed. And we hope and pray that as we reflect upon the blessings of the liberties that we enjoy in this country, that we would not take them for granted but we ought to give thanks for God for all the great blessings we enjoy, particularly to live in a land that allows us the opportunity to worship and serve God freely, without any fear of outside harm. And so that's a great blessing. We're going to be looking at Proverbs 29 in our study today, verse 18, the passage read a moment ago. Solomon said, Where there is no prophetic vision, or where there is no revelation. The people cast off restraint. One translation says, the people perish, but happy is he who keeps the law. What I want to talk about this morning in our study, why we cannot afford to silence the truth. I want to just emphasize, I believe to be a very important truth as we contemplate this passage today. And that is, the greatest ally the devil has in any society is to muzzle the truth of Almighty God, or to silence the truth. The devil knows the power of God's Word. You remember many years ago, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And then in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, the writer would say that the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. God's Word has the power, the ability, to change the hearts and lives of people. In many respects, to change the landscape of society. So the devil thrives when the Word of God is silenced. I want to begin our study today by, first of all, calling your attention to the danger of silencing the truth. I want you to consider for a moment or two the danger of silencing the truth ultimately will leave people in spiritual darkness. You remember Jesus said in John chapter 3, He had talked about how God had sent His only begotten Son into the world that through Him people might enjoy everlasting life. But then He went on to say that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. I can't help but think about the words of John in 1 John chapter 5. When John said, the whole world lies in darkness. That is, the world is engulfed in spiritual darkness. And so when the truth of God is silenced, darkness, spiritual darkness reigns supreme. That's why I said a moment ago that the greatest ally the devil has is a closed Bible. He wants the truth to be silenced, muzzled, suppressed, or suffocated. So I want you to just consider for a moment or two something about the truth, some earmarks. The truth is intended to educate us. New Testament Christianity is about truth, isn't it? You remember Jesus in the long ago said something about truth in John 17, 17. Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. God's word is intended to be a paradigm, a pattern for us to follow in life. And so Christianity is about teaching other people. Jesus said in the Great Commission, Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, Go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 20 he said, Teaching them to observe all things. The Lord Jesus said in John chapter 6, It is written in the prophets, They shall all be taught by God. Every man therefore that hath heard and learned of the Father comes unto me. So again, God's Word is intended to educate us. I could ask the question today, how well do you know the Word of God? How much of God's Word have you laid up in your heart, as the psalmist talked about in Psalm 119? So the Word of God is intended to educate us, but also it's intended to liberate us. I said a moment ago that the world in which we live is engulfed in spiritual darkness. The devil is identified as the prince of the power of the air. And you remember in Ephesians 6, verse 13, Paul would say that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world or age. So the devil identified as the God of this age. The devil imprisons people takes them captive. That's what Paul taught. And yet, the means by which we enjoy liberation, freedom from sin, is through obedience to the gospel. Listen to Jesus, John chapter 8, verse 32. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, the truth shall make you free. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, at verse 4, Paul tells us that God would have all men to be saved, listen to him, and come to the knowledge of the truth. So there's a correlation between salvation and divine truth. If the devil can keep the truth of God from people, what happens? They die in sin. They're lost. They will remain lost. And yet Jesus said, if the Son makes you free, oh, you're free indeed, John 8, 36. So the Word of God is intended to educate us it is intended to liberate us, and then thirdly, to regulate us. God wants us, to the best of our ability, to live in harmony with His Word. Why would that be? Because God's Word is what ultimately blesses our lives. Now, you look around in our society today. The reason why many, many people are having Lots of issues in life is because they have ignored the simple teaching of the truth of Almighty God because they don't know what the Bible teaches. The problems that we're facing in this country are not because we as a nation of people have said we're going to follow the Word of God, we're going to do our best to live in harmony with the teaching of what God said. No. Because we have ignored the truth of God, we have opened the door to a floodgate of problems, haven't we? The Bible says in Titus chapter 2, the grace of God's appeared bringing salvation to every man, teaching us to the intent that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. I have a question for you. Society today, let's just take America. Would you say that we are a godly nation of people or an ungodly nation of people? You can answer that question. I don't have to answer it for you. You know exactly where we stand in this nation. So when we talk about the danger of silencing the truth, number one, It leaves people in spiritual darkness. But then there's a second thought here. And that is, it leads to spiritual destruction. If you want to destroy society and the hearts and lives of people, here's how you do it. You just close this book. That's all you have to do. Take this book, Put it on a shelf, never read it, never study it, never investigate the divine truths, never try to make application in your life. And I tell you what, you'll face a lot of trouble. When society or civilization says no to the Word of God, it opens the door to so many problems. Listen again to what Solomon said. Where there is no prophetic vision, here it is, the people cast off restraint. What are you saying, Solomon? When the word of God is silenced, whether it be individually or collectively, it brings about destruction. I want to just call your attention to a well-known passage that I think really emphasizes this divine truth. You remember, for example, in the book of Hosea, the prophet wrote to the northern kingdom. The northern kingdom would ultimately go into Assyrian captivity. They would never return from captivity. A little over a hundred years later, the southern kingdom, her sister, they too would go into captivity. But they would go into Babylonian captivity, whereas the northern kingdom were swept away into Assyrian captivity. So Hosea brings a charge or an indictment against God's children. So you think about somebody who is indicted in a court of law. The prophet here is indicting God's people. Okay, why? Because he said there's no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land, all right? Because of that, they had become spiritually bankrupt. How are we to know how to live? How are we we to live in peace and harmony with one another? Well, the means by which we do that is we follow Scripture, don't we? When God's Word is ignored, and people turn a blind eye to the divine truth of Almighty God, great consequences follow. So Hosea said, because there's no truth, mercy, or knowledge of God in the land, here's what's going on. He said, by swearing and lying and killing and stealing, he said, with bloodshed after bloodshed, they break all restraint. That word restraint there is interesting. Because Solomon said, where there is no prophetic vision, the people do what? They cast off restraint. There are a lot of problems that we're facing in our society and particularly in our nation. In Romans chapter 1, Paul chronicles the sad demise of the Gentile world. And he said, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Now listen to what he said. Who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Here are people that are suffocating the truth of God. They're holding it down. They're suppressing it in their lives. And because of that, boy, they, had a lot of, they had a lot of problems, morally speaking. In our nation today, sadly, we've got a lot of folks that cannot discern between what is right and wrong. We've got folks in our nation, people that are in positions of political power that couldn't tell you the truth of God if their life depended upon it. I just want to make an observation here. I was was disheartened just recently, when our current administration hung from the White House, the gay flag, Pride Month. Now look, people, people today, and I want you to listen to this very carefully. Listen, this is not, this is not a Democratic problem. It is not a Republican part problem it is called a sin problem that's it I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican it is a sin Now you think about our political leaders the people that are in power in this country that have the audacity to hang a flag that says pride month and we're exalting something that God said is wrong what's wrong with us you know, in 2 Peter chapter 2, Peter said the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, that they serve as an example to all, A-L-L, who will live ungodly. Here's what they just did. They just put a big X on the, on the back of America and said to God, come after us. That's exactly what they did. That is foolish. It's wrong and it is sinful. It will always be sinful. We need to wake up in this country. The devil is in charge of the hearts and lives of a lot of folks. And if you're a Democrat or a Republican and you believe that foolishness, you're wrong. If you support it, you're wrong. Why? This is a Christian issue. And we need to stand for what's right in the eyes of Almighty God. I'm here to tell you we've got some folks in our country that if they had their way, they would take us into a slime pit because that's how they think. You better wake up. It will destroy society. I'm not just picking on people that are engaged in homosexual relations. Those who are having relations outside of marriage Whether they are heterosexual or homosexual, they're wrong. Why? Because it's a sin. We've gotten to a point in time in this country where we don't know what sin is any longer. The Bible says all have sinned, all have fallen short of the glory of God. The problems we're having in this nation can be attributed to the insidious work of Satan and sin. And Sin will destroy. It's just that plain. Hosea said in the long ago, they've sown to the wind, they'll reap the whirlwind. You just keep flying the flag at the White House. Keep protesting and marching and advocating some of the things that we're advocating. We've got a big X on our back. Let me tell you what. Do you really think God inspired Peter to write to the people of his day and to tell Tell those people that those who were destroyed in the long ago, the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, do you really think He told them, or rather He told Peter, instructed Peter to write, they serve as an example to all who will live ungodly and not do anything about it? You think He's just going to turn a blind eye? i tell you right now, God's not going to turn a blind eye. You better wake up. You better wake up and See what the truth of God says. Let me tell you what, it'll not only destroy society, it will destroy the soul. Ezekiel said, the soul that sins, it shall surely perish. Paul writes in Romans chapter 6 verse 23, the wages of sin is death. Death is the byproduct of living for the devil. Now look, I don't like saying these things. I don't take a lot of great delight in, in talking about stuff like this, but it's, it's true. And We're living in this nation. And what, what Solomon said, spot on. When there is no prophetic vision, revelation, the people cast off restraint. What then is the flip side? In other words, what about the delight in spreading, sharing the truth of Almighty God? Are there some byproducts to that? Well, number one, truth enlightens society. I said a minute ago, the devil wants people to have a closed Bible, doesn't he? The devil does not want people to investigate the truth of God and then implement it into their lives. And yet that's what God desires. So God's Word enlightens us. It's intended to be a a standard for life. Remember what? Paul said, Second Timothy chapter three verse sixteen: All Scripture given by inspiration of God, and is what? Harmful? No, no, it's profitable. What Paul's saying is that the Word of God is intended to be a paradigm for life. That we're to try to mold our behavior according to truth. It enlightens. It is the standard. For life, and then secondly, it will bring about a successful life. In Joshua chapter 1, God told Joshua in the long ago to be strong, very courageous. And you remember in the long ago, Joshua said, or rather, God said to Joshua that he was to observe the law of Almighty God. That he was to honor that word. He was not to turn from the right hand or to the left. And he said, when you do that, you'll make your way prosperous. And he said, you will have, listen to him, good success. You want to be successful in life? Just follow the scriptures. That's it. Follow truth. Wherever truth goes, that's where we want to go. So truth will satisfy. Truth leads to success. Paul would say, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Can you imagine for just a moment or two, if every person in this nation or around the globe said, you know what, for 30 days we're going to follow the Bible, would we see a difference? Wouldn't there be dramatic changes in the landscape of the world in which we live? Sure. It'd be completely different, wouldn't it? And so God's word is intended to be a standard for living. It's also intended to bring about a successful life. Matter of fact, that's what God said to Joshua Joshua, you want to enjoy success in your life? Just humble yourself, walk in my ways. Again, talking about Jeremiah, Jeremiah would say to the children of God, Stand in the way and see, and ask for the old path. Wherein is the good way? And he said, You'll find rest for your souls. We could clean up a lot of the carnage in the world today if we just go back to the Bible. Sometimes forward progress is backward. Back to the Bible. Isn't that, isn't that the truth? Back to the Bible? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Go back to the Bible? Now, there's a second thought I want you to think about. First of all, we talk about how truth enlightens society. But it also elevates society, doesn't it? Now Solomon said, righteousness exalts a nation, sins a reproach unto any people. So if right living will exalt a civilization or society, then what will sin do? It will bring it down. And so what the Bible is saying is that if we will follow truth, we will enjoy spiritual health. Solomon said, Happy is he who keeps the law. So there are great blessings, intrinsic blessings associated with doing what's right. If we're trying to live a peaceful life, a life of tranquility, a a life that would bless us richly. It's all about being grounded in the Word of God, having spiritual health and 1 Timothy chapter 4, Paul talks about how exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things. And so we're talking about spiritual exercise. A lot of folks in the world today that they're in poor condition, physically speaking. But there are many, many people who are in poor condition, spiritually speaking. So the Word of God, it does elevate society yes and we'll just also very quickly talk about how it brings about spiritual happiness Solomon said he that keeps the law he that keeps the law is happy to know that we're living a life that is pleasing to God sometimes it's difficult to please our friends our family members people that we associate with And yet, the satisfaction of knowing that we can please God. Jesus said on that great and final day, He'll say to those on the right hand, Well done, good and faithful servant, to be pleasing to God. I want to encourage you, as we close today, to think about how important truth is. To understand that divine truth is what is to lead us through this life. So that when we come to the end of life here on planet Earth, we can go home and be with God forevermore. What would you need to do to become a Christian? Believe Jesus to be the Son of God, repent of your sins, confess His name. Then we're immersed in water. Why? So that we can be forgiven, contacting the blood of Christ, let God put us in the church, and then we have the promise of being among the saved, Ephesians 5.23. Might be that you're here today, you need the prayers of the church you'd like for us to pray for you and with you, we would be honored to do so as we stand and sing.